On December 15, 1967, at approximately 5 p.m., the U.S. Highway 35 bridge connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Canalgo, Ohio, suddenly collapsed in the Ohio River. 31 vehicles fell with it, killing 46 people and seriously injuring 9 more. Before the collapse, there are many sightings of a large winged humanoid with glowing red eyes in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, leading many to believe that the two incidents might be related. Sightings of this creature, dubbed the Mothman, cease after the bridge collapse. So what is the connection between the Mothman and the Silver Bridge? Did the Mothman appear in Point Pleasant to warn the people about the impending disaster, or did the Mothman cause the collapse? Did people in West Virginia actually see a large bird-like humanoid? Let's discuss this high-flying monster on this episode of Snipe Hunt. Welcome to Snipe Hunt, Myths and Monsters, the podcast where I talk about myths, legends, folklore, and strange happenings from all over the world. I am your host, Darren Young, recording in my makeshift studio in my bedroom, and I would like to thank you for listening to this brand new podcast of the weird and wonderful. So first, a little bit about myself. What credentials or experience do I have to do a podcast? Well, I have none. Not that you need anything like that to do a podcast, but it certainly helps. I'm not a comedian or radio host or any sort of entertainer. I'm just a nerd who wants to share its useless, weird trivia knowledge. I do have a tendency to get tongue-tied, so bear with me. I'm going to try to record these episodes with one go. Uh, I'm also reading directly from a script, so forgive me if I sound robotic at times. Um, How convenient that I get tongue-tied during the part where I say I have a tendency to get tongue-tied. Anyway, growing up, I've always had an interest in the abnormal, I read fiction, I've watched numerous shows and documentaries of strange creatures and events. Through the years, I've come to learn that sometimes, as the old, somewhat cliche saying goes, fact is stranger than fiction. Although most of the things I will cover are definitely no more than myths, it's always fun to entertain the idea that it could be true, and who knows, it might be. This podcast gives me an excuse to research and learn new things, and I hope that you guys will learn something too. Let's get on to the subject of the inaugural episode of Snipe Hunt. The Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The Mothman has always interested me in particular because of the theories associated with it, so that's why I picked the subject as my first episode. I will talk about what the Mothman is classified as, I will talk about some of the sightings of the Mothman, then I will wrap it up with theories on what the Mothman actually might have been, including my own thoughts on that. Keep in mind that when it comes to these kinds of urban legends, people add to the story over time and can distort the facts. I will mostly be pulling from the very first sightings in order to keep it as close to the truth as possible. So what exactly is the Mothman? The name might seem familiar due to a book and movie that came out based on the creature called The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. Although the book is fiction, it is based on true events. The author definitely took some creative liberties with the lore, as we'll discuss later. The name Mothman was given by the newspapers after the reported sightings of the creature because it seemed like a human with wings. They didn't want to call it Batman, as the popular Batman TV series starring Adam West was on at the time. I guess Birdman didn't come to mind. The Mothman is an example of what is known as a cryptid. C-R-Y-P-T-I-D. OxfordDictionaries.com defines a cryptid as an animal whose existence or survival is disputed and unsubstantiated. Man, that's a difficult word. Unsubstantiated. Uh, Some more recognizable examples of cryptids are the Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and the Yeti. 
I've heard of them. The term cryptid is derived from the Greek word crypto, which translates into hidden, and the analysis of these cryptids is known as cryptozoology, the study of scientifically undocumented animals. Now, whenever you see someone on TV defined as a Bigfoot expert or anything similar to that, they actually have a doctorate in the field of cryptozoology, which is offered at the University of New Zealand, provided that you already have a master's degree in the study and classification of leprechauns. The doctor degree program takes approximately two days to complete, and your diploma is in the shape of a Sasquatch footprint. That's not true. But if you are interested, study.com has a career roadmap for those for people aspiring to be cryptozoologists. But it recommends a real degree in biology or zoology instead. So what does this cryptid, Mothman, look like? I pulled this description from cryptids.wikia.com. Cryptids, of course, being spelled with a Z. I wish I could cite more credible sources, but unfortunately when it comes to things that are undocumented by science, I have to pull from websites like these. And I as I copied the and pasted the description, I noticed there are some punctuation errors, so you know this website's even more legit. Okay, so Mothman is described as a bipedal winged avian humanoid with owl-like traits. Despite his name, which was given to him by newspapers, he is in no way moth-like. His coloration varies from black gray to even brown or white, even though it is usually the darker shades. He is often reported to be about 7 feet tall, with a wingspan of about 10 to 15 feet or more, plus the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. Sometimes he is described as not having a head with the two huge red eyes set in the chest. These eyes are reported to be glowing or at least reflective. The details of his face and feet have never been adequately described. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were horrible and monstrous. She had terrible nightmares and nearly suffered a nervous breakdown. So yeah, that is a dramatic description, but if anything like that matches this description exists, then that's pretty terrifying. Its physical description shares similarities with two other cryptids, Thunderbirds from Native American folklore and the Owlman of Cornwall, which I will discuss later. Thunderbirds might even get their own snipe hunt episode. Well, now that we know that what a cryptid is and what the Mothman looks like, let's go over the timeline of the sightings of the Mothman. There's not very much information on the very first sighting, so it's kind of boring, but on November 12, 1966, five men digging a grave in a cemetery near Clendenin, West Virginia, which is about an hour and a half away from Point Pleasant, saw something that looked like a brown human being that flew from some nearby trees and glided low over their heads. And that's pretty much all the information I can find on the first sighting. I guess the story, that story didn't really get picked up by the media. The next sighting happened roughly three days later on November 16, 1966, around midnight in the TNT area, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The large region is called the TNT area because it was home to an ammunition manufacturing facility that employed a few thousand people during World War II. The facility closed down and the leftover explosives were stored in small bunkers that look like concrete igloos. These igloos litter the 8,000 acre area, which has mostly been converted into a wildlife management area that is used as hunting and fishing grounds. I'm taking this story from what was reported in the Point Place Register, a local newspaper in West Virginia. Two couples claimed to have seen the Mothman that night and police went to investigate the area and of course found nothing. Steve Mallett and Roger Scarberry and their wives saw what seemed like a man-sized bird-like creature that was about 6 or 7 feet tall with a large wingspan. The two men asserted that they hadn't been drinking, I somehow doubt that, 
They described it as extremely fast, saying it flew about 100 miles per hour. They got scared and drove away, but the thing followed them and was flying above the car. The men said that the creature's eyes glowed red when light shined on it, and that it seemed one to get away from the lights. The men said that it did not resemble Bat in any way, but maybe what you would visualize as an angel. Pretty weird stuff, although it does sound like they maybe saw a large bird, but the angel description is really interesting. It really plays into what we're going to talk about later. After this first sighting, about eight more people came forth with sightings around that time, all with similar descriptions, and many more came forth later on. Marcella Bennett provides a more detailed account where she was interviewed for a Mothman documentary. I'm pulling her account from themothman.wikia.com. It was Wednesday, November 16, 1966, the night after the Scarberry and Mallet sighting. Marcella Bennett, her brother Raymond Wamsley, and his wife Kathy were bringing Marcella's three-year-old daughter Tina to visit relatives who live near the TNT area of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Marcella and her brother had read about the strange being in the newspaper and even thought it might be fun to go out and look for it one day, but they never expected what was about to happen. The house they were visiting was a neat bungalow back among the igloos of the TNT area. It belonged to Ralph Thomas, who was the superintendent of the Trojan U.S. operations there. Ralph's wife, Virginia Thomas, was Marcella Bennett's sister. When Marcella, Raymond, and Kathy arrived, they discovered that Ralph and Virginia had both left to go to church. The only ones home were the three Thomas children, Ricky, Connie, and Vicky. After exchanging a few words with the children, Bennett and the Wamsleys headed back to the car. It was about 9 p.m. at this time. That's when they spotted some strange lights in the sky that hovered above the trees. Raymond stopped when he got to the bottom of the steps. He tried to get Marcella's attention. She told him that she didn't want to see any lights. He said, No, stop, you've got to look at this. This isn't a plane. She ignored him and began walking to the car, carrying her daughter. Suddenly, a figure stirred in the darkness behind the parked car. She saw the creature out of the corner of her eyes as she was unlocking the car door. First, she saw a man's leg that looked like they were covered with gray feathers. She did not see any feet. Like a slow-motion scene in a horror film, she pulled her eyes up. The wings were drawn in towards its body. Its head was tilted sideways. It looked like a bird, but it was too big to be a bird. Standing only a few feet away from her was the giant man-bird, its head sunken into the shoulder area. She saw no red eyes, but later she said she might have been too frightened to notice. Marcella described the creature as over six feet tall with feathers. It looked just like a giant bird, yet a man. It was just standing there with its shoulders arched and its neck down. She was terrified, but unable to run. I just stood there and looked at it, but I couldn't figure out what it was that I was seeing, said Marcella. Her brother saw it, but would not come towards where it was. Raymond and his wife were both very frightened. He kept yelling for Marcella to run, but she was paralyzed by fear. When Marcella finally managed to turn around, she took maybe four steps toward the house before falling to the ground in a state of shock on top of her daughter. She was unable to get up as if in a trance. I just couldn't do what my mind was wanting me to do, she explained. Marcella had heard the flapping of wings as she was trying to run. After pulling herself together, she picked up her child and ran into the house. The Wamsleys were waiting on the steps, and Raymond heard the creature once again flap its wings as Marcella reached them. The family locked themselves inside the house. Their hands and knees were scraped, bruised, and bleeding from the fall. 
She had been burned from falling on top of her lit cigarette. Her knees were skinned up badly, and the side of her face was bleeding from where she had fallen. The children inside were all screaming and crying in panic. Raymond Wamsley frantically phoned the police. By this time, Marcella was lying on the sofa and could hear him telling the sheriff's department to get to the TNT area because they had seen the creature. He told them they were locked in the house, but it was still outside. The Mothman shuffled onto the porch, pushed on the door, and peered into the windows. It took the police about 15 to 20 minutes to arrive at the house, but the creature was gone by the time they got there. The front yard was soon full of police cars. The police did not make a mockery of what the family reported because they saw that Marcella had been injured. They believed what the witnesses were telling them. They had guns drawn and were searching all around the house before they realized that the front yard was full of people and cars from everywhere. It looked like a drive-in theater. Raymond talked to the police and filled out the paperwork and police reports. Marcella has described it as the most frightening experience of her life and something she felt uncomfortable talking about. She was traumatized and could not sleep. I would think I would hear the wings flapping and noise on top of the roof. I kept feeling that this thing had followed us home, she said. Somehow she felt that the creature now had a link to her and would come back. She never drove at night after her experience. I couldn't sleep and I was hearing things that I thought it was right outside and still after me. I couldn't imagine what this thing was or where it came from. It was close enough to harm me, but it didn't, said Marcella. She even sought medical attention at Holzer Hospital to deal with her anxieties and lack of sleep. I did not want to tell the doctor what I had seen, but he asked me if I was Marcella Bennett. He asked me if I was one of the people who saw the big bird in Point Pleasant, Marcella said. She would feel the Mothman's presence at times that would send her into a panic. For example, she would feel as if she was in the backseat of the car, hit the brakes, and turn around to look behind her. It sounds like Marcella definitely saw something that terrified her. She did say that she read about the Marlett Scarberry sighting in the paper. She did not want to look at the strange lights that her brother saw, so she definitely seemed scared before the experience. Not that I blame her. Imagine living in a heavily wooded area and that you read reports of some flying monster in that area. You're already on edge when your brother says he sees strange lights in the sky, which puts you even more on edge. Then you see what you think is the monster itself coming after you. I would be terrified too. Apparently, Mothman might be international. Another sighting puts him in Freiburg, Germany. I believe that's how you pronounce it, Freiburg. I didn't look up any pronunciation videos beforehand. I'm pulling this story from unknownexplorers.com. And like the other website, there are many punctuation grammatical errors, but whatever. Freiburg is surrounded by the Black Forest Mountains. These mountains contain several coal mines, one of which was the site of a very strange event in 1978. Early in the morning of September 10th, the workers of one of these mines, the name of the mine cannot be found, approached its entrance to begin their day of work. As they got closer, they noticed a man appearing to be wrapped in a dark trench coat standing in front of the entrance. Unsure as to why the man was standing there, a few of the workers approached to investigate. However, when they got a few feet away, the man, what they thought was a trench coat, flung open and formed a pair of huge outstretched wings attached to this dark figure. The miners who had approached stood in shock, and after a moment, the dark figure let out a series of piercing shrieks. The miners fled from the creature and the mine's entrance. From a safe distance, the men observed what would later be dubbed the Freeberg Shrieker as it folded its wings back around its body and stood motionless in front of the mine. The miners began to busy themselves to clean up the outside of the mine, hoping the Shrieker would go away. It is clear why they had not reported the beast to the local authorities. 
After waiting what seemed like an hour, at approximately 8 a.m., the miners were startled by a massive subterranean explosion which rocked the mine and shook the very ground on which they stood. They rushed to the mine's entrance to discover the shrieker was gone and a huge plume of smoke and flame bellowed from the entrance of the mine. When the smoke and flame died down, officials were able to examine the mine and it was determined that all 36 miners, should they have been at their designated posts, would have perished. This has led some investigators to suggest that the Freeburg Shrieker appeared that day to prevent the men from entering the mine and in the process save their lives. There are no recordings of this Mothman wannabe, but the sound was supposedly described as 50 men yelling combined with the train's emergency brakes. But I couldn't find any names of the witnesses or even the name of the mine, so the likelihood of this story being true is slim. I mean, they didn't even list from what I read what caused the explosion. So probably not true. But another possible international Mothman sighting comes in the form of the Owlman of Cornwall in England. I pulled up this article from thelineup.com. A very weird thing happened over the Easter weekend, paranormal researcher Tony Doc Shields said in a letter written in 1976. He went on to describe the first known appearance of the creature known as the Cornish Owlman, or the Owlman of Monon, named for the village in Cornwall near where it was reserved. According to Shields, he had been approached by a man named Don Melling, who had been visiting the Cornwall area on vacation. Melling's two young daughters, 12-year-old June and 9-year-old Vicky, had been walking through the woods near the church at Monon when they saw a strange creature hovering over the church tower. The sighting frightened them so much that the family decided to cut their vacation short. Shields wrote that he was sure the man wasn't just making it up. Melling wouldn't allow Shields to interview either of the girls, though he did give Shields a sketch that June had made of the creature. The story from Shields' letter was published in a pamphlet entitled Morgoire, the Monster of Foulmouth Bay by Anthony Monon Peller. It came out that same year. Two readers of the pamphlet were teenagers Sally Chapman and Barbara Perry. While camping in the woods near the church in Monon, the young girls reported hearing a hissing sound and seeing a creature outside their tent that looked like an owl, but it was as big as a man. They contacted Shields, to whom they described the creature. It was like a big owl with pointed ears, as big as a man, Chapman said. The eyes were red and glowing. At first I thought it was someone dressed up, playing a joke, trying to scare us. I laughed at it. We both did. Then it went up in the air and we both screamed. When it went up, you could see its feet were like pincers. Shield had both girls draw their own illustrations of the owl man. He concluded that the images were similar enough to the one from June Melling to confirm the likely existence of the creature, but different enough to ensure the girls hadn't collaborated with June. Both of the teens wrote additional notes underneath their drawings. Sally Chapman said, among other things, I saw this monster bird last night. Two other girls reported seeing the creature about the same time and gave similar descriptions. According to Jonathan Downs, author of The Owlman and Others, a young woman only identified as Miss Opie claimed to see a monster like a devil flying up through the trees near the old Monon church in 1978. Shields closed his 1976 letter with the words, I don't really know what to think. It's as if a whole load of weirdness has been let loose in the Falmouth area since last autumn. According to Downs, the period between the autumn of 1975 and the spring of 1977 was indeed filled with a whole load of weirdness in southern Cornwall. Droughts, floods, heat waves, mobs of feral cats, and flocks of birds beating themselves to death against the walls of a woman's house were all reported by residents. There were even claims of teleporting cows, UFOs, there are even claims of teleporting cows. I'm sorry, that was just too funny. I didn't, 
I didn't catch that the first time I read this. UFO sightings increase in the area as did sightings of Morgwar, the Cornish Sea Serpent, from whom the 1976 pamphlet drew its name. So it does sound pretty similar to the Mothman. Both creatures were large winged humanoids with feathers and glowing red eyes. The appearance of both these cryptids happened while a bunch of other weird stuff was happening in the area. And I'll get to the weird stuff happening in Point Pleasant a little bit later. Although, if people think there are supernatural events happening in the area, their imaginations might take over and might indeed see something supernatural. Another reciting reports Mothman chasing a Red Cross bloodmobile in the Point Pleasant area as it was driving, and the witnesses in the vehicle reportedly saw talons extending down and trying to grab the vehicle before it flew away. Maybe Mothman is just a giant feathery vampire bat. Between the first sighting and December 1967, there were over 100 reported sightings of Mothman in the West Virginia area. On December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed during rush hour, killing 46 people. I mentioned that in the intro. This was the worst bridge disaster in U.S. history at the time. The Department of Transportation conducted an investigation into the collapse and found that a steel pin used in the bridge construction was defective and broken, causing the bridge to collapse. The bridge was over 40 years old at this point and poorly maintained. The bridge was often carrying more weight than it was designed for, including the rush hour traffic that day. Experts said it was a wonder that the bridge lasted as long as it did. Witnesses did report seeing Mothman flying around and even under the bridge earlier that week. So these eyewitness testimonies, along with paranormal author Gray Barker, connected the Mothman to the Silver Bridge. Mothman sightings ceased after the bridge collapsed. So we know that the Mothman was sighted near the bridge before the disaster happened, but Mothman obviously did not cause the collapse, unless he was the one who made that defective pin. This got many people speculating that the Mothman was trying to warn the people of Point Pleasant about the bridge, that the creature was actually something more supernatural. Many have compared him to an angel, warning people of impending disaster like a harbinger of doom. After the Silver Bridge collapse, author John Keel wrote a novel based on these events called The Mothman Prophecies in 1975. The book itself is fiction, but is roughly based on the events in Point Pleasant. This book added a more supernatural take on the Mothman and gave him powers that weren't originally reported, such as appearing to people in dreams and making strange phone calls to people. John Keel's claimed all these events to be true, but John Keel believed some pretty strange stuff like that, quote, Man has had a long history of interaction with the supernatural. He believes that the intervention of mysterious strangers in the lives of historic personages like Thomas Jefferson and Malcolm X provides evidence of the continuing presence of the gods of old. The manifestation of these elder gods come in the form of UFOs and aliens, monsters, demons, angels, and even ghosts. So yeah, after after that description, I think is opinion is kind of invalid about what's true and what's not but anyway i watched a documentary for this episode which interviewed uh residents of point pleasant that were around the time of the mothman sightings and if you thought a giant birdman flying around was crazy wait until you hear this during the quote year of the mothman point pleasant residents later reported seeing flying saucers in the sky at night people saw strange lights and alien aircraft flying around people even reported interacting with men in black now, if you're only familiar with the movies, the real men in black supposedly work for the U.S. government and supposedly show up to the witnesses of UFOs and witnesses of other strange events and tell them not to talk about what they've seen and often threaten the witnesses. The men in black might also get their own episode as well. 
But these men in black were apparently going after the reporters who ran stories on the Mothman and the other strange happenings in town. So between Mothman, lights in the sky, UFOs, and men in black, Point Pleasant was apparently a very strange town in 1967. But that's just a whole nother level of crazy. This Mothman story started out somewhat believable. He was just a giant scary bird. But then it went to angels, flying saucers, and men in black. Obviously this legend got sensationalized over the years into the insane mess that it is today. So what was the Mothman of Point Place really? Here are the best theories. So the first one being an animal. Uh, probably some kind of large bird because it had feathers. These are the candidates for this case of mistaken identity. First one being barn owls and great horned owls. Uh, both species live in the area. Barn owls are about a foot tall and great horned owls are roughly two feet tall. So they're pretty large birds. Definitely not six or seven feet tall, but uh, I can see it. During the first sighting, the people were probably under the influence of alcohol and they were in a dark remote area. So if you see a large bird flying around, you, you might exaggerate the size. Uh, everyone read the Mothman article and because of that, they saw Mothman. So both owls of what is called eyeshine. Uh, Merriam-Webster defines eyeshine as a reflection of light from the inner surface of an eye through the pupil so that the eye has a luminous appearance. Uh, cats are probably the prime examples of eyeshine. It gives them the appearance of yellow or green or white glowing eyes. Now, owl's eyeshine, the color that reflects back is red. Owls are large nocturnal birds and they have glowing red eyes. So that, that sounds a lot like Mothman to me. Uh, Marcella Bennett said that the head was sunken past the shoulders and slightly tilted. Owls will actually lower their head if they feel threatened and tilt their head so they can hear better due to the location of their asymmetrical ear holes. Marcella thought she saw something much bigger than an owl, but she had just read about the supposed Mothman in the papers and was already on edge because of her brother pointing out strange lights. So from her scared, affected point of view, it was terrifying. Another large bird that could have been mistaken as the Mothman is the Sandhill Crane. The Herald Dispatch, a West Virginia newspaper, printed this article titled, That Mothman, Would You Believe a Sandhill Crane? So this was printed uh, November 19th, 1966, so a little bit after the first couple sightings. The case of the Mason County, Mo Mason County Monster may have been solved Friday by a West Virginia University professor. Dr. Robert L. Smith, Associate Professor of Wildlife Biology in WVU's Division of Forestry, told Mason Sheriff George Johnson at Point Pleasant he believes the thing which has been frightening people in the Point Pleasant area since Tuesday is a large bird which stopped off while migrating south. From all the descriptions I have read about this thing, it perfectly matches the Sandhill Crane, said the professor. I, per I definitely believe that is what these people are seeing. Since Tuesday, more than 10 people have spotted what they described as a Birdman or Mothman in the area of McClintic? Wildlife Station, that's that's the TNT area. They described a huge gray creature with large red eyes. Dr. Smith said the Sandhill Crane stands an average of 5 feet and has gray plumage. A feature of its appearance is a bright red flesh area around each eye. It has an average wingspan of about 7 feet. Somebody who has never seen anything like it could easily get the impression that it was a flying man, he said. Car lights would cause the bare skin to reflect as big red circles around the eyes. While such birds are rare to this area, Dr. Smith said this migration said this is migration time. It would not be too difficult for one or more of the birds to stop off at the wildlife refuge. 
There are no official sightings of such birds in West Virginia, although there have been unconfirmed reports in the past, he added. The birds are rarely seen east of the Mississippi and now except in Florida. Distribution mainly is in Canada and the population is increasing in the Midwest. They winter in Southern California, Mexico, and along the Gulf Coast. According to one book, the Sandhill Crane is a fit successor to the Great Whooping Crane, which is almost extinct. The book states that is the height that the height of the male when it stands erect is nearly that of a man of average stature, while the bird's great wings carry its compact and muscular body with perfect ease and high speed. And then it goes on to describe more about the Sandhill Crane, uh, but it does sound a lot like Mothman. It has, I mean, I mean, it has the red eyes. It's very large. It has the gray plumage. So in the dark, when you're scared, yeah, I could definitely see that as being a flying monster man. I personally believe that the Scarberry sighting of the Mothman was a case of mistaken identity with one of these birds. Then the newspaper printed this sensationalized story of a Mothman, so people who read the story were subconsciously or consciously looking for a Mothman. So I, I think that Marcella Bennett saw a large bird when she had Mothman on the brain, so when she perceived the bird, she freaked out and thought it was the Mothman. But surely something as interesting as the Mothman is something more than just a couple large birds? Well, the good news is that another theory is that it's a mutant bird. The TNT area where the Mothman was first sighted was discovered in the 80s was severely contaminated by explosive byproducts thanks to the munitions factory that used to be there. The area was added to a federal list of hazardous waste sites eligible for cleanup. So maybe the pollution mutated an owl that turned into a birdman. Or maybe a polluted owl bit a human which turned him into the Mothman. I mean, the, the name already sounds like something from a Golden Age comic book. Mothman is a superhero confirmed. No. Uh, birds do not fully explain the experiences people had, but they seem to be the best explanation. Another explanation is an angel or supernatural entity that acts as a harbinger of doom. This, this is a very popular theory who was sent to warn us about impending disasters. Reportedly, Mothman was seen around Chernobyl before the nuclear plant meltdown, melts down, and was known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl. People have also claimed that he was sighted in Mexico City before the earthquake in 1985, and even around the World Trade Center before 9-11. I was not able to find any evidence on these supposed sightings in my researches, in my researches, in my research, uh, no eyewitnesses have been named or have come forth to back up these claims, so I highly doubt these rumors. I think these articles on sites like cryptids.wikia.com, cryptids with a Z, and these documentaries on the Mothman, I use the word documentary loosely, uh, made up these sightings to make them seem more legit. A man did claim to see him in Japan before the Fukushima plant disaster, but he did not tell anyone about it until after the disaster occurred, so... I don't really believe that account either. But if the harbinger of doom theory is true, why only this particular disaster? Why only show up to this bridge collapse in small town in West Virginia? Doesn't really make sense to me. Another explanation, of course, is he's an alien. There is an expert from listsfirst.com to explain this theory. About the time Mothman sightings were being reported in such high volumes beginning in 1966 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, also being reported and as sorted through and cataloged by paranormal researcher John Keel in his book, The Mothman Prophecies, were mysterious energy fields, glowing orbs, weird animal behaviors slash disappearances, technology failures, lost time, and the men in black who would visit the town and make threatening inquisitions assuming generic pseudonyms like John Brown or Bob Smith. 
These things are also true of UFO folklore, which led the connection, at least in people's minds, that the Mothman may be a kind of alien. But the fault there lies in the lack of a necessary relationship between cause and correlation. Well, you know, if the, a sketchy site like Listverse doesn't even think it's an alien, it, it probably wasn't. Maybe aliens actually visited Point Pleasant and the fact that the Mothman was there at the time was a coincidence. Probably not, but, you know, I don't, I don't believe that. There were quite a few alien movies playing in theaters in the 1960s, so maybe this is why people were seeing lights in the sky and flying saucers and stuff like that. Another theory is that the Mothman is a monster created through the curse of Chief Cornstalk. I found a very brief summary on this on MythLegends.com WordPress site. Chief Cornstalk was an Indian chief who lived in the Point Pleasant area in the 1700s. One day, the chief decided to make peace with the white soldiers. But when he went to their fort with a peace party... Uh, the soldiers put him in prison, sorry. The, the sentence actually does make sense, but it was just weird to me. While Chief Cornstalk was in prison, Indians killed a white man somewhere near the fort. Chief Cornstalk didn't have anything to do with the murder, but the shocked and angry soldiers entered the prison and killed him. As he was dying, the chief put a 200-year curse on Point Pleasant. Chief Cornstalk died in 1777, and for 200 years it seemed like Point Pleasant really was cursed. Tragedy after tragedy hit the area until 1978, the year that the curse ended. Some of the tragedies were the result of natural disasters like floods and tornadoes. There were also fires and explosions and terrible accidents. So when the Mothman appeared and the Silver Bridge collapsed, some terrified people believed that it was part of the curse. Was the Mothman part of the curse? Did it cause the collapse or did it come to warn the people about it? One thing is for certain. The fascinating legend of Chief Cornsock and the Mothman mystery will live on for generations. That was the summary from that WordPress site. Uh, after researching the history of the area, it doesn't seem, uh, very brief research, but research nonetheless, it doesn't seem like it had any more disasters than anywhere else. Although I do think that it's interesting that the curse was supposed to last 200 years and exactly 200 years later was when the Silver Bridge collapsed and Mothman disappeared. The final explanation, of course, uh, it being a hoax. Paranormal author Gray Barker, who I mentioned earlier, first brought the Mothman to widespread attention in his book, The Silver Bridge, in 1970, in which he connected the collapse of the bridge to the Mothman sightings. Gray Barker's most well-known book, They Knew Too Much About UFOs, discussed UFOs and Men in Black. Gray Barker later admitted that he did not believe the stories about UFOs and that he mostly wrote about them for financial gain. He even launched and participated in UFO hoaxes to trick enthusiasts. Maybe Gray Barker, as well as John Keel, launched a hoax in order to get that sweet paranormal book money. Or most likely they capitalized on a local legend, then added the mythos to sell their books. Point Pleasant has certainly taken advantage of its famous boogeyman by turning him into a tourist attraction. Of course. The front page of the Point Pleasant website features a link to the Mothman Museum located in the town. The town also has a huge steel statue of the Mothman with large moth-like wings and, of course, red eyes. Now, the statue is pretty well done and it's really cool. I definitely recommend looking it up. That's all I have about the Mothman. Let's summarize. Number one, the Mothman is a giant feathered creature who should be called Birdman or Wingman because he is nothing like a moth. Number two, he terrorized a small town in West Virginia called Point Pleasant from 1966 to 1967 and there were over 100 sightings. Number three, John Keel published a fictional novel called The Mothman Prophecies in 1975 
after investigating the events in Point Pleasant and most likely embellished the story to make it more interesting. The Mothman prophecies were made into a meh movie in 2002 starring Richard Gere. Number four, or whatever number I'm on, Mothman might have had some connection to the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which is one of the biggest U.S. disasters at the time. Was he warning us, or did he somehow cause the collapse? During the Mothman sightings, there was a ton of other weird stuff happening in Point Pleasant, such as strange lights and UFO sightings and Men in Black. Uh, Sandhill Cranes are a candidate for mistaken identity because in some ways they match the description of the Mothman. Fun fact, actually, that I came across. Sandhill Cranes are very aggressive and are powerful enough to penetrate a predator's skull with its beak. One article I read documented a Sandhill Crane stabbing a coyote through the eye. Killing it, of course. Well, I, I would hope so at that point. A bird that can and will lobotomize you if you get too close? That, that's, that's scarier than the Mothman. And last but not least, in 2017, a young man made a podcast episode about the Mothman, and you're listening to it now. Now, I'm sure I left out a ton of details, but I had to cut it down so this podcast would be a reasonable length. Was the Mothman a monster? A supernatural force? Or just a product of misidentification and sensational journalism? I, for one, acknowledge that some weird things happened in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, but I think the Mothman is nothing more than an owl or a crane seen through the eyes of a terrified human imagination and after that initial sighting, people have added to the lore to make it the legend that it is today. But, I also think that an animal cannot perfectly match the description, and since there were over 100 sightings of the Mothman, maybe there was actually something weird out there. Ultimately, it's up to you to decide. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Snipe Hunt, Myth and Monsters. This is a project I'm excited to tackle, and I look forward to making more episodes in the future. If you feel like I left anything out of this episode, please let me know by emailing me. I'm sure most of you listening right now are friends and family. I want to thank you specifically for listening. Special thanks to my roommate, Jeremy Nicholas, for letting me use this microphone. And big thanks to my friend, Ethan Rothfuss, for designing the awesome podcast logo. Get excited for the next episode. I decided to go from a contemporary monster to a classic myth. I will be talking about Theseus and the Minotaur, a classic Greek myth. It won't just be me reading the myth. I will be paraphrasing and providing commentary. It'll be a good time. If you enjoyed listening, please let me know by leaving a review on iTunes or by visiting the Facebook page. I would really appreciate it. If you have any comments or have an idea for a future episode, you can email me at snipehuntpodcast at gmail.com. That's snipehuntpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Darren Young. Thanks again for listening to Snipe Hunt.